Welcome to the Lifehouse Church Podcast. More information about Lifehouse and our senior pastors, Richard and Helen Kabakian, can be found at lifehouse.com.au. We hope you enjoy the following message. I want to talk to you guys today about regret. Why would I talk about regret on Mother's Day? Because if there's one emotion that most mums feel is they feel like they sometimes haven't done a great job in certain areas and there's a sense of regret that you could have done a better job or you could have said more or you could have done more and and, and we understand that. But today I want to talk to you about it because it can be one of the most stifling things in your life. Because regret is a world of why did I and what could have been And between those two places, we can find ourselves living a life of regret. And I want to tell you right now, that's not God's plan to leave. It's not God's plan to leave you in that place. Every person sitting along your row at some stage, maybe even right now, have experienced regret, in some cases, even deep regret. So have a look along your row and just look at those beautiful people. Look at their faces. Yeah, every single person experiences this. This isn't something that only some people experience. We all tend to experience regret. Give me an amen if you say, if you agree with that. It's true. It's true. We all tend to experience it. But in some cases, it's only a little regret. You know, uh, an irrelevant regret. It could be, how many of you have ever regretted when you've lost your phone and then you try and ring it and then you remember that you've got your phone on silent? How many of you regret putting it on silent? It's like, why do I put my phone on silent? And now you can't find your phone. For some of you, I know that right now you're still regretting that when you filled up petrol, you didn't buy those Krispy Kremes. It's like, you're busted. But you're saying, but Pastor Rich, by the end of this service, I'll be eating those Krispy Kremes. And for some of us, we are regretting that we barracked for the Carlton Football Club. But we did okay yesterday, so that's, that's okay. We've redeemed ourselves now in Jesus' name. Thank you very much. Do you know the most common emotion, this is factual, the most common emotion that people would experience on their deathbed, whether they're young or old, is the emotion of regret. So much so that there was a, a young artist who, who knew this and, and they wanted to find out what, what are people's biggest regret. And so what they did is they put up a huge chalkboard um, in New York City in front of a garden and there was a question that was posed on this chalkboard and it said, write, write your biggest regret. It's not a question, it's a statement. Just write down your biggest regret. And you know, it actually sat there empty for a long time. There's actually a video of this. You can watch it on YouTube. And, um, and people were just watching it thinking, and that you can tell they were contemplating, contemplating. And all of a sudden, this young lady walks up and she begins to write down her biggest regret. I wonder if you were there visiting New York and you saw that board and you were going to write something on that board, what would you write? Think about it for a moment. What would would be your biggest regret? We've all got them. What would be your biggest regret? Funny enough, for most of us, we would think that it would be something that we did, some mistake we made, some error of judgment, But what they were shocked to see was that as people began to write things, they usually started with the word not. Not getting involved. Not. 
never applying for medical school. <laughs> Same word. Do you, know, do you know when people began to write these statements down, and you can check it out for yourself, most people didn't write down as a regret the pain of a past failure. It was the pain of an unfulfilled future. That's most likely going to be your biggest regret. You're not going to regret the negative things that took place in your life as much as you're going to regret that you didn't step into the positives that you may or may not know that God actually had for you. And you're, and you're going to go thinking, I, I don't quite know if, if, if that could have happened. I, I could have done a little bit more in that area. It's actually not those deep, dark, ugly things that we think we will regret. It's actually more about the positives. These were the things that people wrote. Not pursuing my artistic passion. Not applying for med school. Not saying I love you. Not spending more time with children. Not, listen, not getting out of my comfort zone. That's someone's regret. Not making a difference with my life. Not getting involved. Not having kids before my dad passed away. And not pursuing my dreams. What are all these things about? They were about chances that were not taken. They were about words that weren't spoken. They were about dreams that were not fulfilled. Friends, they will be your biggest regret. Let's just cut to the chase and know that about ourselves because if we understand this, then we can start to do something about it in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a huge round of applause. If you know what I'm saying so far. Some people, and come on, we know them. You may be one of them. Some people are professional regretters. Have you ever met those people? My dad was one of those. I love my dad dearly, but he was a professional regretter. You know, so... He would drive past a property, he would look at someone's car, he would hear about someone's business. And, 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 and in, Le in, in Lebanese, there is this saying, some of you of your, uh, Middle East descent, you would know this statement, but my dad would go, you know, you, you would tell him a story and, it, and then he'd go, yee, jahashna. And it basically means, yee, we're donkeys. <laughs> and, and he would just say that over and over again, no matter what you told him, yee, jahashna. When you hear about someone doing great things, yeah, Jahashna. In other words, you know what? Why didn't we do that? What, how come I didn't? What, why didn't I make that move? Why didn't I go to that place, invest in those people, whatever it was? And you know what? We're going to be careful that we don't become professional regretters because that's not where God wants us to live. Actually, I'm going to say this to you. If Lifehouse is your church home, and by the way, welcome. If this is your new home just recently, let me tell you something about Lifehouse you're going to discover. It's my job every preacher's job in this place to make sure that you live a life of no regret. That you don't get to your deathbed and go, what? I just wish I had of. Because we're going to challenge you week in and week out to get on with the gifts and purposes that are on your life. You're going to get to your deathbed. Your kids will say, what do you regret, mum and dad? Nothing! I did it all. I said it all. I played hard. And I feel like I achieved the God-given purpose on my life. Is that okay with you? So we're going to be committed to speaking about things that minimise your regret. We're going to talk to you about spending time with your family. We're going to talk to you about looking after your health. Why? Because I don't want you going to a doctor and he says, what have you been eating? You're almost dead. And all of a sudden they regret, oh, I can't spend time with my grandkids now because I'm going to die. Listen, live healthy now then. Why do you have to wait for the doctor's report before you change your lifestyle? Come on, you're either going to manage a health crisis or you can just manage your health. Amen? You can either manage a marriage crisis or you can just manage a marriage. 
come on, let's, 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 let's work on this from the outset. Let's live a life of no regret. Now, let me tell you something about regret. There is something powerful about it. Just like fire, just like fire, regret is a great servant, but it's a bad leader. Let me explain that to you. Fire is a great servant. You can make a cup of tea at home with your kettle, for those of you who still do that. Most of us have got a gas hot plate, most of us. And you go, and there's fire there. That fire is there to serve you. But if you say to that fire, hey, fire, you can be the leader now, that fire will burn your house down. People die when a, when a fire is in control. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But, but you can't say, fire is bad. No, no, fire when it's a servant is actually a great thing. And you know, regret, when regret is your leader, it leads you into depression, low self-esteem, takes away your confidence. But did you know if you allow regret to become your servant, did you know it'll take you further than you've ever been? if you allow it to have its work in your life. And some of you are like, really? How could that possibly be? Have a look at what it says here in 2 Corinthians 7.10. Are you all with me? Are you learning something? Okay. Are you all learning something? Yeah, Yeah, great. Just making sure you're still with me. Okay. It says, I like this. For the kind of sorrow God, what's the next word say? Wants us to experience. Are you kidding me? There is a sorrow that God wants us to experience? That's what the Bible is saying. There is a sorrow that God wants you to experience. Why? Because it leads us away from sin and results in salvation. Okay, let me help you out here. That word sin there, I know we think it means all those really dark, ugly things. Do you know what the word sin literally means? You've missed the mark. You didn't hit the target. You didn't achieve your dream. That's what the word sin means. God allows a sorrow to make sure that you don't miss the mark, but that it leads you in salvation. What's that word salvation? It's the word sozo, which means a full and blessed life. So God sometimes allows a little bit of regret in your life. Why? So that you go, you know what? I missed an opportunity over there, but I'm not going to miss another one ever again. I'm going to... Be different, think different, do different, allow, allow the sorrow. It says there's no regret for that kind of sorrow. Don't regret, friend, when it just simply leaves you in a place of death. That's not what regret is meant to do. It's meant to make you hit the mark and hit your target. Do you know what regret does when you don't use it properly? It maximizes and exaggerates all the bad and it buries the good. In other words, it makes you think that things are not fixable. Oh man, I wish I had of. Oh man, I wish I went. I wish I said. And it makes you think that there's nothing you can do about it today. That's the dark side of regret. Don't allow it to do that. Let me show you how this works in the, in the lives of two apostles. Are you ready? Here's Judas. Judas betrays Jesus. Do you remember this? The Bible says that after he betrays Jesus, what happens? He regrets that he did it. Is that right? He regrets it. The Bible says that he even took the money that he was given and he took it back to the Pharisees and he threw it onto the ground. And then they went and bought a cemetery with that money. But because he didn't use regret, 
for a purpose, he then went and hung himself and killed himself. Friends, that's what regret all by itself, left alone, if you don't handle it and let it be your leader, that's what it can possibly lead to. Death. But then we see another apostle. His name's Peter. He denies Jesus three times. And and when Jesus looks at him, he looks at Jesus and he regrets what he just did. And he has a bad moment in his life where he goes out fishing and he just sort of neglects the call of God on his life. But Jesus comes back and he finds him. And then he says, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord. Peter, do you love me? Second time, yes, Lord. Third time, Peter, do you love me? Why, Why three times? Three times to undo each denying. Each time he denied, Jesus undid the denying. And then he becomes one of the greatest of all the apostles. He preaches the gospel. He becomes the man that says, we shall not deny him. The man who denied now says, now don't deny him because I've done it. I've been there. It's not, not a good place. That's what God wants to do in your life today. He doesn't want to lead you into suicide. He wants to lead you into the call of God for your life. Give the Lord a huge round of applause. Yeah. a bit of Michael Jackson there for you guys, just in case you didn't know what that thing was. I'll live to regret that. Hey, listen, if you're, writing, if you're taking down notes, write this down. Don't live in regret. Learn from regret. Let it teach you. Why am I feeling like this? Because you missed an opportunity. Well, then say to yourself, so how do I make sure I don't do that again? Don't get all depressed about it. Just learn from it. I've got an illustration to show you how how this is supposed to work in our lives. Thank you, young Daniel. This is something I prepared earlier. This is a real bow and arrow, by the way. Something I used to do in my pastime. Let me tell you how bow and arrow works. This thing doesn't work if there's no tension. Some of us are trying to escape the tension of life. No, no, you need tension sometimes. Tension is what makes a kite fly. You know, if there's no tension on the rope, the kite falls to the ground. Don't don't try and escape tension. Use tension. Use the tension in your life. And so this is how this bow and arrow works. And for some of us, we're living life, we're living life, and life's going, it's going okay, but then we feel like we've got a setback. But for some of us, the setback's only, it's only little, and you're all discouraged about it, but it's only a little setback, but you know what? How far do you think the arrow could go with only that much setback? Not a whole, not a whole lot, to be honest. Do you know, but the greater the setback, maybe we'll just bring it back here a little bit. That's okay, it won't go anywhere at this point. But you know, look at you. Look, everyone's ducking. Yeah, you're all getting nervous. Listen, listen, you're all ducking for cover because you know the power of a setback. Yeah? None of you are nervous now. No, no one's nervous at all. Nope. I want to tell you right now, the devil gets very nervous when you've had a setback. When you've had a setback and you've got some regrets in your life and I didn't spend enough time and I didn't go and I should have said and I didn't study and I didn't follow my dreams. Yeah, it's a setback. But listen, it's setting you up for an amazing life. But wait for it, wait for it. You know, it's not going to turn out that way unless you let go. Some of us, you're ready to go, but you're doing life like this. How you going, bro? Yeah, fantastic. Thank you very much. Do you know what? I'm getting really tired doing this. This is really hard to do. And we're wondering why life's a bit tough sometimes. 
God says to you, listen, I didn't, I didn't cause a setback in your life to, to tire you out. I caused it so that you can go forward. And the bigger the setback, the more God can propel you. Come on, give him a huge shout. This is exactly, some of us regret, oh man, I shouldn't have gone out with that type of girl. Great, have you learned the lesson? Have you learned the lesson then? Because I wanna get you an amazing girl that's gonna fulfill your dreams and you're gonna serve God's purposes together. Oh man, I shouldn't have invested in that company. Great, so what have you learned about giving then? Oh, I shouldn't have gone to that place. Well, great, maybe don't get as close to sin as you are trying to get. Maybe use it to go forward in life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's a setback, but God's gonna use it to propel you further than you've ever been. Some of us wanna do life like that. I really wanna, I really wanna go places in life, great. I don't want any setbacks. I want to get everything right. Great. And for some of us, it's just a little bit bigger. Even then, it's not going anywhere. Come on, why don't you use the setback to take you on a journey that you could have never dreamed of and you can keep moving forward in Jesus' name. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 to 14. Here's the Apostle Paul speaking. He says, he says, Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself yet, yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do. How many things does he do? One thing. He says, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. He tells us he only does one thing, and then he goes on and lists two things. He says, forgetting what is behind, I strain forward. In the Apostle Paul's mind, that's one action. In other words, listen to what he's saying. You can't go forward unless you forget. Are you, hear, are you hearing this? Now listen, I'm going to tell you today, please don't completely forget your regret. Learn from it first and then forget it. Please don't regret things and then just try and cover it up and you've made mistakes and you so regret that, but you don't then learn from it. No, no, wisdom, wisdom is not never making mistakes. Are you hearing me? You can be completely wise and still make mistakes, but making the same mistakes over and over and over and over again, that's not God's plan for your life. God doesn't mind if you make mistakes, errors of judgment, don't do the right thing sometimes, but did you learn from it? And are you gonna do things differently right now? Give someone a high five if you know what I'm saying. Come on, don't live in regret. Don't live in regret, friends. Come on, allow it to have its work in your life. Listen, I've been praying all week that some people would hear this message and finally let go of that arrow because the enemy's playing tricks with you and he's keeping you in a place where you don't belong anymore because you made a big mistake. You made a really bad judgment and you're thinking that's where you're gonna stay. No, 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 it's supposed to propel you. But if you don't let go today, I'm praying you let go. Come on, today's your day. Today's your day to go. Yeah, I, I made a huge mistake, but I've learned. Do you know what I love about Lifehouse? is we're willing to forget. We won't hold it against you. God doesn't hold it against you. So who is? You. You're the only person holding yourself back. We're not having secret meetings about your failures. We're not sitting around saying, oh, that person's got to be capped because they made a mistake in 1943. We're not sitting around thinking that. You're the one thinking that. I'm not thinking that. I'm thinking this person's ready to go. Surely they've learned and they've made some mistakes, but surely they're going to learn from that and move it forward. Amen. Come on, some of you heard the story about Lee Iacocca, who was the, the president of, of Chrysler, and one of his young, young staff 
made, made a, an error of judgment and, and lost the company $6 million in one decision. One decision. And when he was being interviewed, they said, Lee, how, how did you let that person go? Like, what, how did you word it to them? How did you sack them? And he said, sack them? Are you kidding me? We put that kid through a lesson that cost us $6 million. Why would I give all that knowledge to hold him? That kid's never going to do that again. Why should we have to pay the price for what he learned and then GM, GM benefit from that decision? No, no, I'm keeping him right here because he'll never do that again. That's someone that has learned from regret. Amen? Sometimes I think we let things go just way too quick. Come on, let it burn you a little bit and make some different decisions. Remember, these people were saying that they regretted things that they didn't do. You know, Helen and I, we always had it in our heart to, to plant a church. But listen, did you know that 80% of churches within the first three years fall over? 80% of churches starting off fall over. What, what did we, how, how, why did we think we would succeed as a church? Well, we didn't. But if we were going to fail, at least I'd go to the deathbed saying, but I gave it a go. Yeah. Yeah, Friend, don't die wondering. What's the biggest thing that can happen? You fail. So, big deal. But what if you were successful? What if it actually worked out? What if God did fulfill your dreams? What if you did get to do what it is that you're hoping for? Aren't you excited about what God could possibly do with your life? Come on. I think this is awesome. Invest. Come on, invest in yourself. Believe in yourself. Learn the lesson. Don't let that regret take away your confidence. Just believe that God's moving you forward. We never want to be people that are constantly living in that place. You know, Billy Graham, who recently went home to be with Jesus, tells a story. It's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible story in his book, Just As I Am. And he says that he was spending time with the, with the new president, uh, JFK, John F. Kennedy. And he was spending time with him. And, and Billy Graham really wanted to preach the gospel to him and, and make sure he had a strong faith in Christ. And so they were at a function together. And then JFK says to him, Billy, did you want to come back to the White House and let's talk about some matters of faith? That's the very thing that Billy Graham was praying for. But he was sick. He had a flu. Billy Graham had a flu. And so he says to the president, John... I would love to come, but I don't want to give you and the whole White House this sickness. So how about we reappoint for another time? And so he didn't spend time with him, and he didn't get to spend another time with him because he was assassinated before he got that opportunity again. It was a regret in his life. But he says, from that regret... I have decided if I'm going to spend time with someone, I'm not going to waste a moment. I'm going to try and preach the gospel to them. I'm going to try and get it into their spirit because I never quite know what's going to happen tomorrow. And he's used that regret to propel him forward to be the man of God that he has obviously become and now gone home to be with Jesus. Hey, listen, use the regret. We all have make, we, I'm not saying you're never going to make a mistake. I'm just saying use the regret to take you forward. Amen. Come on, some of us, just on a lighter note, on a lighter note, Come on, some of us have got the regret of not investing in something when we probably should have. Some of you bought a block of land back in the day and the block of land beside you was for, uh, for sale as well and you probably could have bought it but you thought it didn't think you really needed it and now what's it worth? 
yeah, now what's it worth? And you're like, man, if I just had have bought that land, if I was to sell it right now, it would actually pay off your mortgage. Is that, come on, let's be honest. Is that true? Some of, us, you, some of you are wishing you bought some Bitcoin. I know, look at you. You're sitting there right now, just slapping yourself on the face, just Bitcoin. Now, I don't know whether those things are good investments or not. One thing I do know is, listen, whatever you're regretting, what's your next step from there? Let me tell you something I don't want to regret. I don't want to get to heaven one day and regret what I did for Jesus. I don't want to regret that. Helen and I, we had the privilege of going to the Schindler factory. Does anyone remember Schindler? Schindler's List. Schindler was a German soldier. Actually, I think he was Swiss, but anyway. He was working with the SS. And he had a factory. And what he would do is that if anybody was working for him, they were then not executed. So he started to just gather more and more staff and he was paying out of his profits to just have more and more Jews working at his factory. And anyone that was working for him were not executed. Some of you have seen the film. We've been to the factory. We've seen the faces. Some of you have seen the film that at the end, the war's over and Schindler takes a gold pendant off his jacket. And he says, what's this? What is this? He said, I could have sold it and I could have had two more people working in my factory. And then he starts going, what about my car? I could have sold my car. That would have been 18 people working in my factory. I could have sold my jacket. That would have been another three people working in my factory. What was he doing, friend? He was regretting that he, when he had the time, he didn't do it. As your pastor, I'm saying to you, friends, it's going to be there when we're standing before God. Let's not be, Schindler, regretting what we could have done, could have said, could have been. Why don't we give it our best? Why don't we just go for broke? Why don't we just love God with all of our heart? We're not taking anything with us but our faith in Jesus and our love for people. That's all we are taking. Come and give the Lord a huge round of applause. It's the truth, friends. It's the truth. And as your pastor, I'm just trying to help you to to just not get caught up in the here and now. There's more. I want you to get to heaven and say, Jesus, I made so many mistakes, but I had to go. I gave it my best. And he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. I know that some of you right now, you're regretting the lost time. You feel like you're running out of time. I'm telling you right now, there is a God in heaven. This is what he says in Amos. Uh, sorry, Joel, Joel chapter 2. This is what he says. This is what he promises. He says, I'm going to repay you for the years that the locusts have eaten. You feel like you've lost time. You're, you're in regret because you spent so much time in that place. You spent so much time in that job. You spent so much time in that relationship. You spent so much time and you're thinking, man, I've wasted my life. God says, are you kidding me? I can get you there very quickly. Very quickly. That's been your setback, but now here comes, here comes the step forward. Amen. Are you ready? This is all God needs you to do. This is what He needs you to do. Just like that arrow, right now, you're still suffering the regret. But in a moment, we're going to let go of it and allow God to take us somewhere that we would have never been without that regret. So come on, I want you to stand to your feet.
Stand to your feet. What's your biggest regret? What's your biggest regret? What have you learned from it? Are you ready for the fly forward? Are you ready for it? Hi, I'm Richard Gabakian, pastor of Lifehouse Church. Just wanted to say thank you for listening to this message and I hope and pray that you feel that it's added value to your life. My greatest desire is to see people develop a personal relationship with Jesus, which can begin by praying a very simple prayer. I'm going to pray that prayer right now. And if you'd like to begin that relationship, you can just repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I choose you as my only hope of being forgiven. Please come into my life and let me begin a relationship with you that will last for all eternity. If you've prayed that prayer, we would love to know about it and celebrate your fantastic decision. You can do that by sending an email to mydecision at lifehouse.com.au. We look forward to hearing from you.